Welcome to Moms on Meds. I'm your host, Ellie Gray. Join me as I share stories, offer encouragement, raise awareness, and bring hope towards maternal mental health. Regardless of your mental health journey, you are not alone. This is our community. This is Moms on Meds. Hello, friends. Um, Welcome to Moms on Meds. This is the first full episode that I have recorded, and I am so excited to be at this point. If you have spoken to me or followed me on Instagram any time in the last few years, you have probably heard segments of my story getting to this point. It has been quite the journey, and what I'm finding out is that because it's mental health, it is an ongoing process, but I have come into such a passion for encouraging women. I've kind of always had that, but especially women who suffer from mental illness or have ever struggled with just feeling like themselves. And um, after becoming a mom, I realized how big of a issue that was. So here I am. Um, I'm committing to be completely transparent and as vulnerable as I can be on this podcast. And my hope is that as I share parts of my journey and eventually invite guests to share parts of their journey that it will help you in yours that you will feel less alone in whatever you're going through especially as a mom and that you will feel more empowered to commit to the process that you're currently in so let's Put on our fictional seatbelts and strap in um, because I wanted to start this season off by sharing how I got the name Moms on Meds. So if you are looking at the podcast, you can see that it is mom apostrophe S and it is possessive um, and it's it's mom is on meds. Um, and the way that I got here was I had a very low moment mentally. I was dealing with a lot of things outside of my control in my body and really felt betrayed by my body. There were some significant hormone imbalances. There were some significant um, drops in my um, mental stamina and I had really gotten to a low point and so in the middle of all that I got so desperate and I finally reached out to my primary care provider and I remember writing on my paperwork once I got to the doctor's office what was my reason for this visit 
And I remember writing the word depression and anxiety and just not knowing what the next step was about to be, not knowing what was about to happen, how I was about to be received. I have enough experience in the medical field that I have seen some of the unfortunate ways that patients who are diagnosed with anxiety and depression can be treated or received um, or really any mental illness. It's almost like it can come across that your, your symptoms and your feelings and what's going on with your body and what you're trying to communicate is lumped up into mental illness and disregarded as um, factual. And so I've seen that happen in medical practice and never wanted that to be a part of my story. And I think that's why it took me so long to verbalize and admit what I was really going through, what I had internalized for so long. So um, when I got to that doctor's office, not knowing what was ahead of me, but so desperate to get help, so desperate to figure out why I kept having all of these issues and these bouts of depression and anxiety. And um, a few weeks later, after I had been on my new anxiety medicine for a, a couple of weeks, I just remember thinking, there's no way that this is helping me. You know, I've had some good days, I've had some bad days, and it was a really low moment, and I was crying uncontrollably, and my kids were trying to console me. And if you can just imagine with me how humbling that was in that moment that I was so low that I could not care for and consider my children that I was having my children care for and consider me. And I just felt broken. I felt at my lowest. And I remember just getting enough courage to look my kids in the eyes with tears streaming down my face and just tell them, it's going to be okay. I don't know how. God is going to heal me, but I'm on some medicine and God is going to use my medicine and he's going to use my doctors and the other things I'm doing. He's going to use those things to help heal me and it's going to be okay. And I'm not sure if I totally believed at the time what I was telling my precious children, but As I said those words, it just kind of marked a memory in my mind of admitting to my tiny children that I was broken enough and needed enough help that I was taking medication. And um, growing up in the South, I can remember it was almost like I knew every person who had ever admitted to having mental illness because it was like once you admitted it you were a scarlet letter and it was really unfortunate that that was what I thought of mental illness for so long 
And it's that kind of um, really traumatizing boxing people into certain groups and categorizing them that um, keeps a lot of people away from getting the help they need. And so that's just this a very small clip of my journey. Um, but that moment admitting to my children that I needed medication to be okay. That is a moment I will probably remember forever. So um, that's kind of where the name came from. Mom is on meds and um, I just wanted to offer hope for anyone who is considering getting medical help. Obviously, I am not a medical practitioner. I am not here to tell you what you should or should not do um, with your body. But if you have any doubts or um, think in any way that you might need help, I would encourage you to just reach out to your doctor, reach out to your provider. And if you don't have a provider that you trust, find one. Um, I think it is so important now more than ever for us to really advocate for our own health, advocate for achieving a mental status, and don't just believe that the status quo of being an exhausted, fatigued, worn out, unable to focus mom has to be the standard. I don't believe for a second that that's what God has for us. And I don't believe for a second that that has to be your story. And so um, for a long time, I did believe that that was my story. And I had doctors that reinforced that belief in me, that told me that I'm a mom and I should get used to feeling tired or maybe I should sleep more or maybe I should eat better. And um, unfortunately, not always the those things aren't always the answer so um so I just want to encourage you throughout this podcast to just advocate for yourself if I can encourage you to do anything it's believe in yourself enough believe in your ability to be in tune with your body enough that you can express that and communicate that in a way that is is believable to others And whether or not they believe you, that's not on you. That's not your responsibility to get people to believe you, but just advocate for yourself because not all doctors are, you know, steering away from mental illness or stereotyping people. Um, There are some really incredible physicians who want to help. So, um, Just don't give up on advocating for yourself. Now, I do want to give this disclaimer. Um, It's kind of like a side note, and it's about the medical field as a whole. So I have done so much research into um, neuroscience and the biophysical connectivity between your brain and your body, between your mind and your physical being, and how hormones come into play with that, and how um, different aspects of chemical messengers in your body can impact your mood, can impact your 
um, strength level and your energy level. And so I've done so much research. I have a bachelor's degree in health science, did a lot of pre-med coursework. And um, so it's really fascinating to me. I love, love, love learning about the human body and especially applying what I know to what I physically am doing. So I've, I've done a lot of self-study for learning about myself. Um, but I say all that to say this. We have been exploring the human body as a species, as a human species. We've been exploring it for thousands of years. For thousands of years, what we know today as medicine has been evolving into what it is. For thousands of years, we have been doing autopsies and scans and coming up with medical research and doing things to study who we are, what this body is, how it functions. And um, for thou- in thousands of years, we still don't understand the vastness that is the human brain. I was listening to a book recently, and it was talking about how when the neurons in the brain were first discovered, it was, it was thought of that, that the brain was like a computer. But what they discovered about neurons, I think it was in the 80s, is that each neuron, so each brain cell, is connected to a rough estimate of 10,000 other cells. 10,000. And each of those 10,000 cells are connected to 10,000 other cells. So on, just from that, they were able to say, wow, the brain is not just a computer. The brain is like a network of computers. It's so much more advanced than we have the technology and the knowledge to understand. And so with that being said, um, and just knowing that the brain is the, you know, network of computers that controls the body, that controls chemical messaging, um, that influences our thoughts, that influences our actions, um, and we don't understand it. We don't understand the beautiful complexity that is the human brain. So to err on the side of the medical field, um, I would just also like to say that while some doctors are not going to get it, they're not going to validate how you feel and what you feel is going on in your body and what you think is right or wrong or feels off or you don't feel like yourself, while there are going to be doctors that may not understand that and may not validate that for you, um, just know that if we don't understand the brain of after thousands of years of studying the human body, there's no way that in four years of medical school and however many years of field study, each individual doctor knows everything that's going on in your body. So when I say advocate for yourself, I mean with all my heart that you are the best advocate. You are the only one who truly understands what is going on in your body, who truly feels what you're feeling. And when you get discouraged, if, if a doctor is dismissive about that, 
and you get discouraged, just remember that there's no way for them to possibly know everything that's going on. Then this is not to discredit the medical field at all. I am a strong believer in both Eastern and Western medical practices. Um, and I um, am, am a strong believer in things that help support our body. Um, and I'm so thankful for our, you know, very Americanized medical field. Um, but just know there's no way for the medical field to have the vast knowledge that it needs to individually care for you. And so don't get discouraged. Um, learn to fight for yourself. Learn to value yourself and um, pursue, you know, answers whenever you don't have peace that you have all the answers. So um, I just wanted to give that little disclaimer that the medical field is not all bad, but it's also not all knowing. And, um, you know, just give them a little bit of grace as they continue to practice medicine um, because there's no way to perfect it. And um, give yourself, you know, spend your energy advocating for yourself rather than getting caught up in the frustrations that are or are not current medical practices. So there is that. Um, finally, I just want to tell a quick little story about, you know, just a synopsis of my journey with mental health. I can remember being 12, maybe 13 years old and, um, looking back, like the desire to fit in and the desire to, um, feel like I had a place, like I can remember feeling the weight of that as an internal struggle. I can remember the internal struggle of if I fix my hair this way or I wear this outfit, how is that going to reflect on me to other people? I can remember thinking those thoughts and, and the beginnings of what became my, um, mature mentation. So, um, I can remember kind of those beginning thoughts that formed my mental health, um, and lack thereof. Um, when I was 14, going through significant emotional trauma after an unwanted, um, sexual encounter, that was really formative in me. Um, going through high school as my parents went through a lengthy divorce and being surrounded by people that I didn't feel like I could confide in, um, didn't feel like I had friends that I was close enough to share what I was going through with and feeling disconnected from, you know, the people I had grown up with and, um, spiritually going through a spiritual struggle during all of that. I can remember in college having years of undiagnosed medical issues that ended up being autoimmune disorders and um, being disconnected from my family because there was just so much trauma and hurt there and trying to figure out life on my own, um, being pre-med and working in hospitals and um, kind of 
getting to the point where I was self-diagnosing some of the things I was going through, but also realizing that not all medical professionals had compassion for um, people suffering with mental illness. And so I can really remember in college that being the the first time that I um, internalized things, when I really began internalizing my mental illness and and disassociating and we're going to unpack a lot of these terms like disassociating and internalizing we're going to unpack things like that in coming episodes but um basically I just began to stifle everything and bottle it up because I was afraid of sharing it I was afraid of being stereotyped I was afraid of being locked up into an insane asylum and put in a straitjacket. That was like the picture in my mind of what would happen if I told someone that I struggled with anxiety. And I um, I just didn't want to endure a stigma. I was, you know, pre-professional career and about to graduate college and I couldn't imagine, you know, starting a career with that stigma on me and having, you know, medical records that were accessible and, you know, someone finding out. I I just, so I didn't share what I was struggling with. I can remember getting married and realizing that as you merged two lives and two personalities, um, each with uncommunicated expectations, that um, it was a lot more difficult than Pinterest made it out to be. (laughs) Um, And then, Shortly thereafter, moving across the state and immediately getting pregnant and going through some pre and um, postpartum depression and anxiety, which existed before my pregnancy, but all of those hormones just made things like 10,000 times heightened. Um, And it just, after years of unexpressed hurt and over a decade of internalizing my intrusive thoughts and my anxiety and my depression um, because I was afraid of the consequences of admitting how broken I was, I finally began to share the things I had held on to for so long. And um, 2020 was a wild year for me. It was the year that I was stuck um, at home and stuck with my precious husband, Hayden, and um, forced to really address what I was going through. And as I did, I kind of came to this like fight or flight response moment where I decided that I was worth fighting for. I was worth mustering up the strength in myself to fight for myself, to... um, fight for the respect that I wanted and the level of communication that I felt was necessary to survive and thrive. I um, started fighting for things that I wanted and liked and um, I really just decided that like I was in this life for the long haul and I think that might have been the first time in my maybe whole life that I 
decided, I want to be here. I want to be here. And at that time, I still couldn't quite imagine a future, a future more than like 10 years down the road. I have always been kind of like short-term minded and, you know, my greatest expectations were always maximum five or 10 years down the road. I never imagined that my life would go on to be, you know, this 80-year-old rockin' in the porch chair, you know, type deal. Um, I never imagined that for myself. And it's really only been in the last year that I've gotten to the point where I do see that. And I do finally believe that that's not only what I deserve or what I want, that that's what I'll have. And um, God willing, that's what I'll have. So that's a short synopsis of my life. There's a lot of things that I didn't mention in there. Like um, I had had several times where I wanted to and attempted to end my life. There were several times when I um, just had different things happen. But the whole point of this podcast is that I will share that over time. Um, and I really am. I'm excited to share my story. I'm excited to share it because not because I think it's any more special than your story or any more in need of getting out, but just because I I want you to know that whether your story is similar to mine in any way or not, if you have struggled with mental illness, which is just the absence of mental health, <laughs> let me put that out there. If you have ever struggled with mental illness, you are not alone. And for years, I felt like I was. And for years, I felt like I couldn't speak up for myself. And I just want you to know, if you take something away from from me, it's that you are worth fighting for. And you are worth yourself mustering up your last bits of energy to fight for yourself. To fight for what you want. To fight for the will to live to fight for not being stuck in this, oh, you're a mom, so you have to be tired and you have to be fatigued and cranky all the time. You don't. And no matter what your life is like or how many kids you have, I believe that there is something greater meant for you than just fatigued and worn out and mentally just just worn out. There's so much more for you. And so as I continue to share, I hope that if anything that I say resonates with you, that you um, have a little bit more peace, that you know that it's, it is a process, but it's a process worth going through. And whether your pursuit of complete mental health involves medicine or therapy or whatever else it involves, it is worth taking the journey. So as you join me on my journey um, through this podcast and through sharing my story, I hope that you will um, find a way to share your own. And even if you're just sending me a DM on Instagram or whatever, share your story and 
share your heartaches, communicate your needs, communicate, you know, what's going on inside. And as you express those things, I hope and pray that you will, um, it will raise up in you just more of a will to fight for yourself. So with that being said, um, I have just finished my first episode. My therapist is going to be so proud of me for this. Um, But more importantly, I am proud of myself and I am so excited for the journey ahead. So you all have a great day. You have a great day and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow Moms on Meds on your podcast platform. Find us on Instagram for the latest information on upcoming episodes and guests. Share this episode with someone you know who needs it. And always remember, your best days are still to come.